Hey folks, welcome to the Baseball Rewind. We bring you baseball facts, stories, and sprinkle in highlights and interviews about the highlighted player. And today we're talking about January 20th, 1966, where the Baseball Writers Association of America elects former Red Sox outfielder Ted Williams to the Hall of Fame. Williams, the last major league batter to hit 400, receives only 282 of the possible 302 votes. I can't believe there were 20 people that didn't vote for Ted Williams. But anyways, he won the Triple Crown twice, the American League MVP twice, and produced the highest career on base percentage of all time at 483. And he did lose five years to military service, of course, which is well documented. So a few things about Ted Williams. I always like these factoids when I think about players. Um, and he won the American League uh, Triple Crown twice in 42 and 46, as I already mentioned. But the amazing thing is, uh, even though he has two MVP awards, he didn't win the MVP award in either one of those years. And he really should have because he had the highest war in both of those seasons. Um, and actually, he had the highest war in the American League six times. So you could argue that he really could have had um, six MVP awards, and he had a war over 10 three times uh, during his career, and he is only one of 11 position players that have played since 1900 um, to post a war over 10 multiple times. Amazing stuff. And I got a few more for you. He hit for the cycle on July 21st, 1946. He blasted three home runs and drove in eight runs on July 14th, 1946. Again, that was his triple crown year. And it, he collected more RBIs, 159, than games played, 155 in 1949. When you play that many games, that is a hard thing to do. He also had an RBI in 12 straight games in September of 1942. And he had another streak of RBIs in 11 consecutive games in 1950. Uh, he homered in four straight games, September 7th through September 22nd in 1957, and he combined with his teammate and fellow Hall of Famer Bobby Doerr for 549 home runs when they played together. Now, one of the amazing things about Ted Williams, and you know, just as a full disclaimer here, I actually went to Ted Williams baseball camp in Lakeville, Massachusetts when I was a kid. I went there for several years. Uh, he was a counselor and a player, and it was a great experience. Um, and we certainly got our fill of Ted Williams. Um, but one of the most selfless things um, that he did was in 1966 during his uh, Hall of Fame speech, um, something that a lot of people don't know is that Williams was actually born of a Mexican descent. And it was something that he kept to himself because he may have never played Major League Baseball if he had not. There was a, definitely a, a, a barrier to cross there. So he was sensitive to the color barrier, and he made a pitch for the Negro League players' inclusion into Cooperstown during his uh, Hall of Fame speech in 1966. And, you know, when Ted talked, a lot of people listened, and the voters certainly did. And they began electing um, uh, Negro League players uh, that began with Satchel Page in 1971. Now, I know Page did pitch in the major leagues, but his Hall of Fame uh, inclusion was because of his, what he did in the Negro Leagues. So I'm going to bring you Ted's speech. Um, the day he learned he was voted into the Hall of Fame. And if you want more Ted Williams, you want interviews, you want to listen to games he played in, you should check out VintageBaseballReflections.com and use the code THISDAY to get something special off the membership.
Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking, it's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell, to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day. For a special gift at the checkout. This is a wonderful day for me. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful and extremely happy. Ted, would you set the record straight once and for all on your feelings towards sports writers? Well, I've, I've said this a lot of times. Uh, I think a lot of times this has all been blown out of proportions. Uh, the overall picture, I mean. Um, I know, uh, I'm not very smart, but I'm smart enough to know that a great, great, great majority of them have always been with me. And at times there's been a very, very small uh, minority that have given me a little treatment now and then, uh, including my friend the left. But <laughs> I would have to say, and I'm sure of this, that uh, I know that most of them have been for me. Did you feel that uh, you were under pressure as a player? Did this in any way influence your attitude toward criticism when you were an active player? No, I think as a matter of fact, if anything, it helped me. Because uh, some of them, at times, some of the things that I read that I didn't feel was just exactly fair, uh, irritated me to a point at times that I think spurred me on a little bit. Did you ever feel like quitting? Um... I thought about it. I thought about it. When I said it, I was serious when I said it a couple times. But then always something happened that made me feel like, uh, well, gee, I can play. Uh, this is, uh, I'd be silly to quit. And I, you know, I certainly love baseball. I, I, it's possible somebody loved it uh, as much as I did, but I don't think anybody loved it any more than I did.